Hey, Ra. What's going All right, on? Paul. Oh, I am ready. It's, uh, it's showtime. I feel like we're in for a treat on this IP address. I kind of feel like I'm a, a listener this time almost. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the summer. Um, I think I've prepared my first rundown since probably the first episode of this of this show. And even then, that's questionable whether I prepared the first rundown or not. Um, so we had an exciting, exciting day ahead of us. We figured we'd get a little something in before Garrett's bachelor party, which I'm sure we'll discuss a little bit about, you know, as as we uh, usually do to preview uh, here. And uh, maybe some people will be listening on the drive slash train slash whatever other modes of transportation you've made people take to get up there. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it. All right. I'm ready. Know. We're at the uh, fantasies in the rear view, and I think people probably have been uh, lagging a little bit in the offseason, probably not thinking too much about it, but it'll be, it'll be here before you know it. Yep, and yeah, I think we'll do a little bit of keeper discussion today, but let's, let's just start off where we are in the real world. Uh, NBA Finals, it is two to 2-1 Phoenix with uh, Game 4 occurring tonight in Milwaukee. It is a 2-3-2 it's a, it's a two, two again these days, right? The Finals, or is it back to the 2-2-2-1? Two, 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 I think it's a 2-2-2-1. Two, 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 uh, okay. Yeah, we'll be, uh, thankfully, I'm pleased to report we'll be able to watch... Uh, Game five on Saturday, and uh, where's that going to be? Uh, they're going to be in Phoenix. Okay, it's... right. So, so that mean, or two, I guess it's two two one one one, right? That's how it'll be. Yeah, two, 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 one, one, one. I mean, with the rest days now, I mean, you know, it's easy to uh, you know fly across the country or whatever, or I oh, guess yeah. go north and south uh, four times over in a series. Hop over, get your massage, get your cryotherapy, and you're good to go. Uh, we'll just briefly touch on this. What are your thoughts so far? On the, I guess. Uh, enjoying the playoffs, enjoying the finals, uh, and kind of who you pulling for in the finals here? Uh, I'll say, yeah, no, definitely. I've been able to watch a lot of playoff basketball, which has been a you know a nice change from the regular season. Uh, usually catching the late games, you know, I was uh, pulling hard for the Clippers after the Knicks bowed out early, um, but it feels like an eternity ago that like the Knicks were, uh, you know, got to shock the Sixers maybe in like the uh, Eastern Conference semis or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the finals, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying like Giannis uh, having his moments. Uh, you know, he's you know one of the he's kind of got like that KD young mold where it's like he seems perfect. Uh, looks like Ira may have uh, his headphones may have cut out, and also his food has arrived. So maybe let's pause this if we can. We'll resume. All right, I got you back. All right, is that your food or not? What happened? Yeah, sorry everyone. There was a there's an amazing Postmates deal right now. You can get a, you can get up to se- you get seventy five percent off an order up to a hundred dollars. So uh, yeah, I had to take advantage. I make a nice uh, hooked seafood uh, meal coming through. Uh, so I'm taking the elevator up right now. So yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm about to inherit like a couple po boys, you know, uh, you know, some crab cakes, lobster roll, yeah. So eating good over there. Where's this place in in Jersey City? Yeah, this is in Jersey City, a little further back. Uh, Not in like the downtown area that like I'm based, Um, but yeah, kind of like back towards Liberty State Park if you loop it around the back end. Um, But yeah, it's a nice like hole in the wall seafood shack. Uh, I highly recommend it. I'm I'm pretty hungry now. How long is this deal going on for? This is what this is what the people really want to know about. Yeah, so the the Postmates deal is you have to I think it's called Flash Deal, and you have to use your Uber Eats account 
to sign up for Postmates. Um, so yeah, that's the deal. Right. Okay, not not bad. Hello there. Thank you very much. All right. But yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm so you're, pull, you're like you're like in the Giannis sense. Uh, you know, I see him as a little like more root, like easier to root for than KD. Who you, well, you compare him to, but if you remember like the Thunder days, like when Kevin Durant was like, oh, he's got no tats, he's wearing that cute backpack all the time. Like that's where Giannis is right now, and I would say like he's probably on the cusp of offending people at some point in his career. It just like hasn't happened yet. I think it's yeah. like a rite of passage for any NBA superstar. Obviously, people like will like you know turn on him in some way, but like his personality is pretty pretty solid. I, I feel like it's gonna be hard for people to turn on him in that regard, but that's fine. That's that's your opinion. Uh, I think I'm gonna be happy whoever wins because like you know I'm a, I'm an Aiton fan. Uh, as frustrating as it is to watch CP3 sometimes, I like the the point God finally getting one, but Giannis getting one would be great too. So um, any, any guys that you think like last year was a huge playoffs or, you know, guys having breakout performances that had potential impact on fantasy, like, you know, Duncan Robinson and Tower Harrow uh, became like big names that people wanted to get on their draft board. Who do you see as those kind of playoff breakout? Is that how you pronounce guys? Is it, is it? Is it Tyler Harrow or Tyler Hero? I, don't, I have to... You, you, gave think, a, you gave like an accent to it, like it's a hero. I think it's her, I think it's hero. I could be wrong. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just didn't think somebody with that kind or, of like. Uh... It's possible that it, it's possible that that's the correct pronunciation, but like for branding purposes, he's decided to change it to hero. You know. Okay. He, he looks about as white as one could be to me, so I'd be shocked if there was a hero to it, but maybe. All right. Well, it's like H E R R O. It's not H E R R O. There are two R's in there. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is a. It is a strange spelling. Like like Chris Herring is. Like H E R R I N G, the her, 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 you know, it's that same sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just I don't know. It sounds like a longly established white American family, but I'm sure <laughs> there's many Trump supporters from the Harrow family. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think, I mean, these playoffs, I mean, it's been exciting watching some of these big men. I mean, I think like, uh, like maybe Clint Capella, for example, who was kind of like an afterthought, I think, in a lot of fantasy drafts but was also very solid. Like, I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I think he's kind of established. He's kind of like on like a, just behind like a Rudy Gobert on like a draft board. Uh, you know, you look like DeAndre Aiden, obviously right now, like he's become like a real prized commodity. Like that guy. Oh yeah. I mean, too. If, no question. If like next year they like kind of use him the same. And here's the thing also, right? Like the playoff usage and regular season usage are different. If they like, they're going to give him the ball more during the regular season because like it's a long season, but I mean, if they're just gonna give him the same like you know seven or eight touches a game and he's gonna score seventy seventy eight percent of the time or whatever every single game, like that'd be insane for fantasy, you know? Yeah, no, I mean he was, yeah, I mean he's been a linchpin for the Suns all playoffs. So I don't know. It was the guy that was everyone was like, oh, like can he ever get defense? Like if he could just be like okay at defense, he can like he'll be like an okay like early draft pick. But now he's like. A legit center. I mean, he's yeah. like, you know, he's an all-star practically. Do you have any other like more lower usage guys? Like, I mean, those are guys that, you know, in maybe in other fantasy leagues, but in our fantasy league, those are fourth round guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Third, somebody, fourth round guys. he was, I mean, not like a low usage player, but like somebody like a Reggie Jackson has definitely, you know, become an interesting player on the draft board next season. Um, I think he could easily be, you know, go back into the background wherever he ends up, he might not even come back to the Clippers. You know, he's kind of got like a, like a Rondo bump now as he enters free agency, I'd say, where 
And, you know, I don't know, Rondo, Rondo went to the Hawks, and, you know, that was a disaster real quick. So, I mean, that's an interesting player, I'd say. Uh, All right, good. I like your, I like your input. Let's do quickly. We're going to do, like, we're going to limit this to three minutes per team. Uh, we're going to do a little keeper analysis. I'm going to start at the bottom of the league and work our way up. So let's start with Corey. All right. So jumping into Corey's keepers. I mean, uh, this is a team that historically has really dropped the ball when we're talking about who, who he's working with. I mean, ugh. I mean, we still have Joel Embiid here. I mean, I think that's a clear cut, you know, first keeper for this squad. And then, I mean, I think Jalen Brown should be good to go when the next season comes around. So I think that's your, I mean, that's going to probably be your late round guy at this point. Um, let's see. Jalen Brown last season. Oh no, never mind. Take it back. He's your number two keeper, fourth round pick. So, I mean, there's not going to be that much value with Jalen Brown in the second round, but I think that's the best option Corey's got. You know, it's yeah. And late keeper. I mean, Seth Curry had a nice playoffs. Yeah, that's, you know, who that's, kind of, that's who I was kind of thinking looking here. Uh, oddly, he has one of the strange breakout stars of the playoffs, Terrence Mann, who, who you didn't mention, and also Kevin Herter. The, probably two guys who like had the biggest um, uh, change in household name appeal in the, in the <laughs> last few weeks. Um, so maybe one of those guys. And I, I think Herter, if he stays healthy and um, you know, will carve out a role for himself now, I think it'll be his third season in the league. Um, so that's maybe a guy, but, but they have so many guys in that rotation again for 82 games. Uh, you know, if he has a little Nick, that's, they're going to say, Oh, rest a few games. We'll get some more time to Cam Reddish and Deandre Hunter. So, yeah. Oh no, but we should mention also, I mean, Kemba Walker's on this team and I mean, he's about to enter a pretty good opportunity with the thunder. I mean, I don't know what you make of, uh, the playing time and, you know, whether they're trying, if he gets traded, but. The start of the year, Kemba Walker's going to be got to be a top forty player now. Well, that's assuming he he stays there, right? I mean, there's always potential that he gets moved again, or you know, he, he seems like a salary dump kind of guy at this point of his career, which is uh, sad considering he still can be productive when healthy. But um, I guess that's what it is. What what is Rui Hachimura? Where did he get drafted this past year? Was he was he taken? I feel like Justin uh, took him in one of the late rounds. Yeah, Rui, oh, good memory. Rui was a tenth round selection. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's that's too early to keep him. As, a, As was R.J. Barrett, by the way, another uh, another player on this team. That's not a bad one, especially if you think that he kind of has a, you know, third year guy who's projected to be a, a star level player. Maybe he takes like a Paul Georgian leap in his third season, um, and that could be a value pick there. All right, what, that's three minutes. Let's move up the board here uh, to. Uh, no, now I'm just going to go in alphabetical down the list because once we're in, I'm not, I'm not clicking back every time. So we're, I'm out of dick jokes. We're going to go to Irish potato famine. So okay. Eric's so, team. Eric, Eric, another team that has often left himself in a risky position when it comes to draft picks. Uh, I think fortunately Eric was in the playoffs this season, so his roster is still pretty strong. Uh, I mean, he's the big winner here with DeAndre Aiden. Um, I think, did you have Aiden a year ago? I think you and Andrew both had him and traded him. I, I had season. Aiden was my like keeper a year ago, and um, it was like, well, I had him. The thing is, I had him, Chris Paul, Beal, Jokic, and so I could I couldn't keep him and Beal. I think so. I I traded him to Andrew, and then Andrew moved him for Giannis. Is what happened. Okay. Yeah. No, so I mean, he's. I mean, I I would say I mean you know obviously Eric's going to keep Luca despite. I mean, Luca's got some inefficiencies, but you're still keeping Luca, obviously. Yes. 
And Aiden would be your, I think, your co-star at this point. I mean, he's got John Collins, who you got to see where he lands a free agency. Uh, that's Hawks, my, yeah, probably, that's my exact, that's my exact uh, point. There's, there's a guy who like, if he, I mean, he, he said all the right things this, this um, playoffs about you know wanting to fit in on a winner, but we'll see if that's really the case or if he wants to be like a thirty point you know ten guy, and uh, there will be a team out there that can make that happen for him. So I think with him, it totally depends on where he winds up. Um, as that third spot, Darius Garland kind of came on strong at the end of last season. Um, not yeah. not a not a bad end after a rough start in his first year and a half. So maybe he's a guy to consider at that third spot. He's not a bad choice, but I think, I mean, I think probably just based upon like league wide appeal, probably, I think Tyrese Halliburton, right? I mean, that's, that's a rookie that a lot of people are high on. So, yep. And, and look, I think again, that this one's going to depend on what happens in the off season. Um, Sacramento, I think is in talks maybe with Philly for Ben Simmons. Um, That's a potential. So I don't know in what way that affects Tyrese Halliburton. But uh, yeah, he, he has some choices here. Not, not a bad, not a bad list here. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's move on to Tatum Tots, Garrett's team. Poor Garrett's team. <laughs> well, Garrett was very active, uh, you know, scooping up uh, players down the stretch. So I mean, his yeah, team well, is. Let, let's let's skip his top two because it's just Anthony Davis and Jason Tatum. No discussion, uh, especially with what he traded for Jason Tatum at the beginning of last season. Um, who do you see as his late keeper here? I mean, well, I mean, Rashawn Holmes is on this roster. Uh, he was a that's my guy anchor for me. <laughs> all he was an anchor all season for me. He's, I mean, a seventh rounder, so it's not the best value. But we have to see. I think where he's going to be a free agent as well. So, you know, he's another player that, depending on where he lands, if he's a starting center, uh, that's a promising opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he um, he means he, he the guy that always gets. He's like the one that got away in fantasy. He always goes a few picks before he comes to me. Like I just think he's a great fantasy center. Um, maybe more so than real life, but uh, definitely worthwhile. A lot of these other names here, not so inspiring, to be totally honest here. There are a lot of I mean, young guys it, it, who can't do much. It's got to be said. I mean, it, it would be like a crazy maneuver. It depends where he signs. But Kelly Olenek, I mean, had 27-game run with the Rockets when he got 31 minutes a night. And he was a 19.8 rebounds, uh, 1.8 triples, excellent percentages, 1.4 steals, like, that was, like, a top 30 player for you. So, who knows where Kelly Olenek's going, but he's getting a big role next season. Uh, you know, that's what. And he was drafted. It's just hard to see him having. Not even drafted. Yeah. Well, that's a, so, so, it's a ninth-round pick for a guy who, like, if you look at the rest of his career, um, he's never earned the opportunity on a decent team. So, again, maybe he's going to chase his stats and some money at, at this point in his career. Which wouldn't be a bad play for him, but um, if he's going to go to a, a mild contender, he's not going to really put up those kind of stats. Yeah. So, and also, all, we should all be just give a mention to Jonathan Isaac, who wasn't drafted, but I mean, if Garrett uh, wants this guy's to, injured, uh, injured every season. Home run. Yeah, well, it's definitely a home run play, but I don't know. I've never three blocks, one point six steals. Not many in, players can do in that. How many games are? I mean, it's it's just not. Like at this point, he's injured so often that it's like Greg Oden status. Like, good good luck with him in the ninth round. It, it, he's going to go that route. Yeah, it's it, it, certainly risky, but I mean, I guess Rashawn Holmes is probably the the safe play, assuming you know he's a starting center and there's no 
clear, you know, defensive anchor to compete with them, but right. hard to say. All right, let's move on to Levy's team, the hospital. Uh, Giannis is the, you know, obvious keeper here, uh, despite his free throw issues, obviously. Um, I think Kyrie has to be the second keeper here now, um, though he could take his uh, draft day darling in, in Russell Westbrook. Uh, but <laughs> I guess, do you, do you disagree with that? I mean, he also made that trade late in the season for Vucevic, so maybe there's some value there. He has a lot of guys, you know, He's actually Levy's in that spot where I don't know if he has his third round pick. Um, no, he must have traded it away. Didn't he trade it, trade it away in the auction? Uh, in terms of he might have given up the draft pick. Let me take a look. I think he did. I think Levy and me both did well in the auction and yet didn't have our pick. Um, okay, because I was going to say had he had he retained that, he would have been a good candidate for keeping just yeah. the top three guys because he would have got the value for it. Um, he gave it up. So. Yeah. So so that's a moot point. Um, he has okay. uh, Boucher. I mean, who's? I mean, certainly the numbers were there. It's just very. Okay, so, consistent. so this is this is a mispronunciation by you here. I got to call it. It's Boucher, like Bobby Boucher and the Water Boys. Okay. All right. I think. I think. I think. Are you sure. Cool. I think I might. I might be Boucher. I don't know. <laughs> a surprisingly strong pronunciation day. If if I am right on that one, but yeah, I man. If I go over two against you, I'm in big trouble. Um. Yeah, and that's got. Where, where, but where was he taken last year? Not that twelfth rounder. Twelfth oh, rounder. That's got to be the guy then. That's got to yeah. be it. I mean, the floor's there. Like, even if he doesn't like break out, he's still going to be good value in the twelfth round. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Wendell Carter guy, but I think that that ship has sailed for me. Even so, uh, do no, you we, go? Man, Levy's team is too good to have not made the playoffs last year. It's pretty pathetic. <laughs> this is really bad. I'm glad you remember. I'm glad you remember. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think. You, do you go Vucevic over Kyrie though? I mean, is that something to consider? For I sure. Don't know. First off, Vucevic seems to never miss games. Um, yeah. You know, and Kyrie, Kyrie, like, will you know, vacation on Mars for half the season. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely consider that. Uh, I know Levy will probably wind up taking Drummond as a second keeper, but. Uh, well, maybe not. Levy's pretty spiteful. I feel like after the season that Drummond had for him last year, maybe he'll steer away from that. But uh, okay, yeah, I think that's I think that's Levy's team. I think we nailed this pretty good. It's it's funny how CJ McCollum again, like never in the keeper conversation for people, always on the outside looking in from that star role. But uh, I'm up next actually, and I haven't looked at my roster in quite some time, so this will be a nice little. Oh, I have an <laughs> empty spot on my roster. I should add someone from free agency. Um, Can't do that now. I, I know. I, I, this <laughs> I got I got Jokic and Beal, and uh, let's see who my third keeper is going to be. It's Definitely, gonna be, uh, well, it's got to be your man Robert Williams. It's right? it's probably got to be my man Robert Williams. Maybe Nerlens, um, but probably Robert Williams. Nerlens always you always as I say every year you could always get Nerlens Noel off the waiver wire at some point, um, <laughs> but it's probably Robert Williams. Uh, Ninth rounder. A world, yeah, I think I think he's going to put that value well. Actually, didn't they make a move? Who did they acquire in that OKC deal? Well, the guy Al Horford. Right. But, I, mean, I can't imagine Al Horford's like going there to play. He also isn't going to play major. I don't know. I feel like you still go with Williams. I mean, who would you? Uh, you have Clint Capella on this roster too. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think. I think he was drafted too, too high. I think he's like a fourth round pick. Yeah, it wouldn't be much value. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. In theory, I could go with Dejounte Murray. Keep Chris um, Paul again. What the hell? <laughs> I did not keep Chris Paul last year. I just redrafted him. Oh, well, yeah. I chose him over Kyle Lowry, but 
Uh, yeah, I don't have many options, I feel like, here, but uh, not terrible. Yeah, I really guess I got burned by not being able to add someone back the last day of the season when I was making moves to win the, the, the third-place trophy. But it's okay. This is not a bad roster to go into a season with. Let's move on to Trey Sheik, Trevere's team. A tumultuous, turmoil-filled team here. Uh, he's going to keep Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Trey Young. One through three, maybe? That's what I would do. Uh, I mean, Trey's season was not the greatest, but it's hard to ignore what he just did in the playoffs. That's the... Yeah. I mean, does he even have anyone else to consider? I mean, he has Ricky Jackson, but I don't know. Uh, that's That would be... A ballsy play. I don't really see Trevier going that route. Yeah. I mean, to me, just like who who better value you're going to get than than Trey Young in the third round? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I, I I understand I understand the concept of like, you know, you want to you could theoretically get someone with a late round, but I'm looking at these guys here. Like Ricky Rubio did nothing last season. Joe Wingles is going to be on the waiver wire all season next season. Like same with Bogdanovich that he has. Um, yeah, Reggie Jackson maybe. Kuzma not going to do anything for you. Carmelo getting older and older. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just think go the go with those top three. Hope that you know you have three guys in the top ten, and that'll that'll be worthwhile. No, it's definitely. I mean, I think it's the play at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and it's it's definitely on brand for Trevier. Got to give him that. Uh, but yeah, this is. I don't know. It's, it feels a little risky. Just, I don't know. The superstars just don't play that much anymore, which is an issue. Like, it's kind of, I just haven't talked about this really, but I do feel like there's, I mean, is it better to have younger keepers who are just like up and coming just because, I mean, we're a games league. We're not, there's no cap, you know? So like, I don't know. All these top guys, like there aren't that many Jokic's that are going to play, uh, you know, a two game season anymore. Well, it's just like the whole thing is like it's really less on potential and more like what are they what are you doing for me now? Like there, there's not many guys who you're like who you should be like oh like this guy in three years will be great so let me hold on to him for three seasons, um, which which I've kind of been banging this drum for a while. Like you can always acquire somebody later on, um, you know. And actually, and I think Andrew's team. If we go to Andrew's team next, is a really good one to discuss this exact principle because um, he has a lot of youngish loaded, superstars yeah. and. Then he has like a like a Jimmy Butler who's never gonna play, right? Um, so like for me, if I'm looking at this roster, like do you take John Morant who already is injury prone at his age to some degree? Do you keep him? Maybe so. Um, Kawhi, like what do you do? Like to me, well, I'm, that's I'm, a whole other. To me, I'm passing on Kawhi. That guy is load managing under the best of circumstances. He's gonna be out probably 60 games next season. What's the point of of hanging on to him just because you traded for him? Um, you know, unless you really, I mean, look, Andrew's going to make ad drops, so maybe it's it's worth punting. But to punt your top spot for an entire season is a pretty rough move, um, especially he has some young guys here that, if healthy, uh, are really interesting. Um, well, so Booker, I think Booker is an obvious keep at this point. I think Mitchell Robinson is his late round keeper still. Mm, um, no, no, well, no, he had Ingram last year, so I think that's going to be. Well, you but you had, you had Mitchell Robinson as a keeper. I did, but I mean, he's gone. I mean, at this point, he's going to be a ninth rounder next season. So I mean, okay, but if he if he if he plays even a, you know half of the games, he may be worth that. Um, Lamelo, sorry, Lamelo Ball, 
you know, wherever Andrew took him, he's actually probably the third the third keeper for Andrew, uh, no matter what. Yeah, he's Lamelo Ball. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. When he's healthy, he could be a, like a top three round guy value. Miles Turner, he acquired. Uh, he, he took Lamelo Ball in the ninth round. Yeah. Is it, I don't know. Just putting out. Is it? Is it? It might not be crazy to consider trading Lamelo Ball as your third round as your third keeper. You know, you can get a lot of assets from somebody for I think him right now. Uh, you gotta you gotta draft him though, and then trade. Yeah, him. I mean he'll be your third keeper, but you could trade him for I mean, fuck like three picks in the draft or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just I mean it's a question of how what good how really good do you think Lamelo Ball is gonna be? I don't think yeah. he's like I don't think he's like a Doncic type of player. Um, yeah, he could be kind of stuck in like a Ben Simmons type of hole based upon how he played this first season. But I guess his free throw shooting's a little better. He has that going for him. But yeah. I don't know. His yeah, he has a lot of decisions to make. Yeah, yeah but, but I, I don't envy him. I think I won that. Uh, I think I won that argument about Kawhi and Tatum. You know, <laughs> where you'd rather be right now. Yep. But so that's a that, that's a good point. Then you, I think you take the guy that has health on their side you know, until they don't. Um, all right, Justin's team. Ugh, always fun to look at this disgusting roster of like, ugh, what am I? Ben Simmons, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy, that's another we have we had to talk about players who completely collapsed and value this playoffs. <laughs> but 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 Ben Simmons is gonna put up regular season numbers. That's the that's the thing about him, right? Like he's his issue is a strictly playoff performance issue. I yeah, I don't I don't think like it's not like he's gonna be out of the NBA or someone's gonna reduce his role in the regular season. He's he's a good enough player that when you're not game planning for him every single game, um, as far as like uh, look is it that's really the thing. We never see teams look at, the, you know, Tony Allen wasn't game planned out of games in the regular season his entire career, only in the playoffs. It'll be the same with, with Ben Simmons. Like t- teams don't have enough time and effort to just like, you know, totally revamp their defenses to, to allow him to do nothing. Um, so I, I think he's going to have regular season value for sure. I think Donovan Mitchell is next in line here. Um Right, I mean, he he's got to be the number two keeper here, unless yeah, he like yeah. Christian Wood. He's, I mean, he's another. I mean, Mitchell and Simmons don't go well together, just because the. I mean, the percentages are just going in reverse directions. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Woods gave you the late keeper. That's who I think the. Uh, he's not that late though. Didn't Justin keep him in the seventh round last year? He was a ninth rounder last year. Ninth? So oh, ninth round. Yeah, he's looking at okay, seventh so, this season. Yeah. So that that's probably the spot there. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else on this roster. Uh, PJ Washington's moment has kind of slipped away. Colin Sexton is kind of the hot name of the summer. Maybe if he goes to the Knicks and gets a starting job there, maybe he's worth uh, a stab. Is uh, he a free agent? He's not a free agent, is he? No, but there's a lot of talk of trading him. Uh, I don't know if he like demanded a trade, but like there's for whatever reason, like they're looking pretty proactively to shop him. I think it maybe I don't know. My internal theory is that like there's some beef with him and Darius Garland of like who who gets the ball. Um, maybe they're just trying to get get out ahead of it. When you got um, a nickname like Sexland, you can't, you can't break that up. You just got to stick with it. I know it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but you know these guys want to do more than sell sh- t-shirts that are together. Which I, I, I get, and that's really his only options here. There's not not much else. He has Sabonis. I mean, I think I mean, we can mention Demontis Sabonis. I mean, if you don't want to keep Simmons, I think you could certainly consider Sabonis. I don't know. Rick Carlisle offense in Indiana. Um, yeah. His numbers are monstrous, too. 28 points, 12 rebounds, 6.7 assists. I, it, it may be worth it just to not have the headache of Ben Simmons, actually. 
I kind I kind of agree with you. I mean, Justin was pretty good about shaping like the free throw punt roster, but LeBron's gone now. Um, maybe we could switch to that team next. I think, and Duran has him nowadays. But if we, to keep Ben Simmons, I mean, just the weaknesses. I mean, it is a problem. You know, he can't score. The free throws are going to kill you. Yeah, it's no three-pointers. And, you know, the rest of his roster is not going to be shaped in that direction anymore. I, I do kind of want Justin not to keep him just so we can see how far he free falls in our draft. <laughs> All right, with that, let's move on to John's team. We're doing good here. We're not, like, over – we're not overcommitting to anyone's team here, Ira. We're doing a good job. All right, so John's team – well, before I even go down to the rest of the roster, we just need to mention that he has Kobe White, who, you know, Corey and I and, and both declared as our third keeper several times in the last uh, year and a half, so – uh, he is on John's roster. Uh, John has, you know, made very clear this team is built around Steph and Dame, which is a, a good move and a good place to be. Uh, John has Clay Thompson in his IL spot. Uh, did John draft him with the intent of keeping him? I believe so. Yeah, he took right. him in. Uh, let me see here. Where's Clay? I thought he did. Maybe he just picked him up. I think he just picked him up. Hmm. So even so, the ninth rounder, if, if he's going to be healthy, well, he has I'm... Nurkic. He has Nurkic still. So, and what round will that be? Nurk's gonna be a was be he eleventh rounder? No, he was thirteenth last year. So, oh wow, okay. No, John did the ultimate, like uh, you know, the ultimate pump play with grabbing Nurk when he was hurt uh, the prior year in the, I guess, the fourteenth. Kept him the thirteenth, and Nurk still kind of blew up in his face. But yep, yep. Um, he's still pretty good value. I don't know. That's a hard one to acquire Nurk here. Yeah, I mean, here the thing with that is, like, at this point, like, if you have someone, like, right, if Clay does hit and you unlock him with, with Damon Steph, like, you're going to dominate this league pretty much. Um, yeah. whereas, whereas, like, but John is going to probably take Nurkic because he, like, he wants to be the smart guy that kept this guy for two seasons. Like, like, these are the kind of moves that, I'm, like, we didn't talk about with Garrett's team, but, like, the Larry Markinen thing. Like, you can't just keep keeping guys because at some point, because you want to, at some point prove how much smarter you are than everybody by, by keeping someone for a while. Like, just don't do it. If the guy's hurt every season, it's not worth the time. But, but that, that said, Clay, I mean, Clay's been out for two years now also, so that may not be any better. I kind of go, yeah, I kind of go back and forth on, has, yeah, has Clay not played since 2018, 19? I'm so confused. Yeah, he, he got hurt in the playoffs. The, Was the, it? The, the playoffs before the bubble year. Jeez. And then he, yeah, he I'm like, back. looking at the stats and I'm like, where's he been? Yeah. Because, like, you, like, you just see the stats and it stops in 2018-19. Right. Didn't he get hurt know. in, like, the preseason this year? Or, yeah, like, he got double hurt. Yeah. 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 It's fucking sad. So, not, not great stuff. I feel like I feel like John just goes clay and, like, puts the blinders on to, like, he knows he needs to have, like, a somewhat balanced roster, but he's going to say fuck it and be like, I can draft centers all day, like P.J. Tucker. And, you it's know. Actually, and it's, it's more fun drafting centers early in the draft because people get really nervous about it. So if you're if you're in the position to like you have your guard set and you can just draft all the big men you want, it's not a bad place to be. All right, let's move yeah. on to Duran's team. Uh, okay, I think he's still keeping LeBron. Uh, I think he's probably keeping Zach Levine. Yeah, Zach Levine at a, I mean Zach Levine's in that sweet spot where like. He's on that bubble, like making the playoffs, trying to prove himself. Like that guy's gonna play games. That's what you want. Yeah, yep. And he's over his injury stuff, I think, and he's over his like poor shooting that he had early in his career. He's he's just a good player now. Um, I think he's gonna keep DeAndre Hunter as well. I'm not sure where he was drafted, but I know Duran is a real soft spot for him. Oof. Is he a Maryland guy? Where's Hunter from? He is 
from uh, Washington. It was a 15-round pick, so, I mean, all right, obviously there's value there. You can't argue yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. Is but there any again, options? That's a shuffly lineup. Um, depends on where Steven Adams went. What do you think oh, of him, has, I guess? Well, he has Grant still. Did you say Grant or no? I did not say Grant. But you got to imagine Detroit's going to bring some – talent in next season he was right? trying to he was trying to shop grant all all trade season that was like <laughs> throwing his real desperate to get grant on somebody and that was kind of a, a evidence of what happens when you don't just uh settle you know eventually you just run out of a market yeah uh, and uh um, be a sixth I, rounder no. i wouldn't be shocked if like dumboya gets like more playing time next season like they just have a lot of young guys that like you know grant's still kind of young but like he can't be the number one option on offense forever. Like that's not not, not going to be how they run things. Oh, they, they, have the, be uh, they have the first pick in the draft too. So, I mean, that's going to be, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some people who need to get the ball, but I mean, Grant should still put up good numbers. It's just, he stunk down the stretch. So yeah, I don't know if you really want to draft him with that um, in mind. Talon Horton Tucker is a free agent and there's a lot of talk about other teams liking him a lot and using him as like a primary guy. So he like thirteenth rounder, mm-hmm. yeah, there could be a, that's like not bad, and there could be a world where he would really bust out. I think there's more of a chance that he's like bad next season, but it's not a bad gamble. Still, DeAndre Hunter's. I mean, I think Dron just probably poorly played his hand here to not get anybody better, but it seems like DeAndre Hunter is going to be the man. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Let's go on to. Oh, I went like backwards. I went John team and then Duran. Let's go to Denk, and then we'll finish up with you. All right, Dankasaurus Rex playoff manager. Playoff Dan manager Dan Corton with uh, I think he will keep. Dan generally goes the safe, the safe route, right? So I think he's going to go with Bam, and I'm sure he loves Bam. I think he will go with Paul George because he's Paul George. Oh, well, he has Zion also. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he's got to go Zion and Bam, I think. But I mean, Paul George has got a. I mean, Paul George had a great run, but it's, he's still not a regular season player. Yeah, no, you're right. I think he's going to he'll go Zion and Bam. And then is KP a late pick? Uh, eh, nah, I mean, a sixth rounder. It's not, not late enough. No, it's not late enough. Oh, Terry Rozier. Uh, Duh. Yeah. Rozier was like a ninth or tenth round pick for him, right? Yeah, Rozier would be a ninth round keeper. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about him being the best third keeper in our league. All uh, right, yeah. So he had a magnificent season. Yeah, that was an easy one. Sorry, Dan, we're not going to talk about your team more. You have nice options going into the season. Let's let's make it count. What about your uh, guy, Jared Allen, Paul? Talk about Jared Allen. I mean, well, he's a very guys. nice player, but he's not in Dan's keeper, you know, realm. Sorry. Let's 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 move on past Are that. You, you're sure you shouldn't go just keep keep him in the third round? Is that not the play here? I don't know. Jared Allen, man, come on, the guy's worth the fourth round draft pick. <laughs> All right, let's go to your team. You, you, all right, you're, are you going to keep Carl Anthony Towns? Presumably. I, I, yeah, of course. Me and Kat, I mean, you know, the guy survived COVID. I survived the onslaught of this league. You know, oh, we're, we're blood brothers now. Right. Uh, you're going to keep Rudy Gobert, right, to continue proving that Rudy Gobert wins championships. Um, I, I'm not convinced of that yet. I don't know. I have to... My third keeper is Anthony Edwards. I'm, I'm me and Minnesota. We're all in. No okay, that's not, that's nice. And by the way, you have him on your roster. That was a guy that I like had dropped the last day, basically. That I really wanted my roster as a keeper, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Atlanta version. Uh, he was drafted kind of late. 
they're actually directed back to back the Bogdanoviches, if you recall. One of the more fun uh, moments <laughs> of our, other than me blowing my my eighth rounder by accident on Derek White, uh, that was one of the more fun moments of the draft. <laughs> Man, it's, yeah, that's uh, I've never been a Bogdanovich guy, so especially the Sacramento Atlanta version. Yeah, never well, never been that... my cup of tea. Oh, you say but... I, I see what you're saying. Ah, he, big scoring and it's a little bit across. The, it's like kind of Brandon Roy. With his numbers, but uh, and his swagger is incredible. Yeah. But right, I do so, have a tough decision to make. I'll just say before we leave, just yeah. between I have Shea who thunder issues. I have Michael Porter at, Jr. Apparently looking to trade him though, which really? is weird. Yeah, I don't really understand why, but apparently looking to trade him. Are we looking to? Are we looking to end the rebuild of twenty thirty? I don't understand. Let's I don't. On. I don't know. I don't know. Do we know that that um, what's his face knows what he's doing? Presty. <laughs> I mean, I guess if the owner likes draft picks, I can't argue with that. But I don't yeah. think that sells seats in Oklahoma right, so City. So Shea and who else is here? Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I mean, he's come along. And Jamal Murray's probably going to be out for a decent chunk of next season. And then, and then I have Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, I've got to – I have to – I don't know. I, it's going to be a tough offseason. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, you know, Trevier made the move to to draft Anthony Randolph to prove to the league that he could win with Anthony Randolph as one of his top three keepers. If that's the case, I think you need to keep Rudy Gobert just to prove to the league that you could win with Rudy Gobert as your keeper. As a keeper, is that really proving it? I, I won't Trev- already Trev- as a trade acquisition. Well, what else do you have to prove? Trevier <laughs> won the championship with Anthony Randolph as his third round draft pick. Okay. Yeah, just, just saying. The, the the great the greatest accomplishment I will give it to him just to won the league after having a like you know an empty draft board. No no you know, no, Trevier's, like, Trevier's is more impressive by far. I don't, I don't, I'll have to look to see what year Trevier did that in, see like the draft results and whatnot. But Anthony Randolph was like on the waiver wire like three weeks later. It was, it's like <laughs> it was like the biggest like draft pick to to waiver time since Dan did his T.J. Warren maneuver last season. Well, but. Uh, I think we have a perfect bridge now to the next section, maybe of the, uh, or at least one topic we want to cover. Yes. You know, keeping Rudy Gobert and giving up my second keeper could wind up being the consequence of this Conley Accords is not getting shit together. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. This Conley Accords thing, it is not looking so hot right now. Maybe we'll all be together at the bachelor party this weekend. We should like just bring it up so it's like back on people's minds, um, and maybe set some deadlines. We're gonna have some downtime at this thing, I, I imagine. So, you know, we can we can discuss over some beers, uh, get things going. Maybe, maybe we should print out some copy, copies and hand it out when people walk through the door. Get some input from people not in the league as well. Uh, Is Dan Wojcik got half a vote? I mean, how's it work? Yeah. Oh no no no! Once you relinquish, you're out. He 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 doesn't get to read the Conley Accords. But um, yeah, not 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 so hot right now. Though I, I, Garrett's stuff, Garrett's documentation is impressive. Um, but we all need to start making moves on it and, and getting our shit together. Yeah, I, I put the onus on the uh, the two managers who acted like you know they were the uh, the saints who came before us to you know bring uh, to bring justice to the league. I mean, I think Corey and Andrew need to step up here if they want to push this forward. I mean, between them and Garrett, you know, that's yeah, three Ga- that's that's managers. that's fair. Garrett really did his job of like here's here's what I think should be outlined. Here's what I want to achieve. The two of them have not done anything to push it forward. I, I'm totally with you there. Let's we've now talked about this on three straight podcasts. I think to some degree. <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, let's do 
the lottery drawing for next season. What do you think? Fuck yeah, it's a lottery drawing for next right. season. So, so I sent out my Excel spreadsheet to everyone. And let's just do a quick reminder of what, what this is here. So I very clearly, even for the colorblind, color-coded um, my map based on finish and odds, right? So what happens is, based on the odds, there are four leftover digits on the bingo board, which actually happened, like my first spin last year, if you remember, we entered the ozone layer. And when that happens, you go to the ozone map and we roll two die. And based on, okay. the, based on the die, um, we, we draw the number. So I will probably need your assistance here. If you keep up the, the league finish um, and maybe just help with my color stuff if I need it. Um, but I will get drawing the and, – and by the way, last year because it was split odds, we did it like NBA style where we drew from 12th place to first place. This year we're going to do um, – because of how the, the odds are distributed, we're like it, it's going to be six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Does that make right. sense? Uh, yeah. Just for anybody who's not who doesn't recall, but when you say split odds, last year we drafted for all twelve positions because you know the league got blown up by COVID. This time, it, we will go by the odds that were voted in after the last uh, managers meeting. All right. Cool. So. With, with, without further ado, let's, uh, let's get drawing. I'm using my bingo set that I have not used since last year's. Yeah, uh, you, should, uh, you should mention who, uh, who's in the lottery right now. Uh, well, if you have it up, why don't you mention it? Because I don't have it up. Yeah, I can help with that. All right. So in terms of our lottery participants this season, uh, we have in sixth place from the, reg- from the regular season, Dan Corden with a 5% chance in the lottery. Seventh place, uh, wasn't he supposed to be in the playoffs? Zach Levy with a 10% chance in the lottery. We have in eighth place with a 15% in the season's lottery, Tremelo Nanthony. He earned that spot because he had a few more wins, even though they had the same percentage as Corey Hirsch. Ninth place, a 25% chance in the lottery. Uh, the winner of the great showdown for top lottery odds at 10th place garrett commissioner hoffman with 30 percent chance uh john stein kind of fucked this up 11th place with only a 10 percent chance in the lottery and duran tamari still holder jeremy grant with a five percent chance in today's lottery all right so here we go let's get drawing here oh give me that sound effect Catch a ball. There we go. The first ball. Oh, I, the machine was facing the wrong way. Jesus. The first okay. ball up is 075. Again, this is two years ago. <laughs> I swear oh, I'm not leaving this. I'm going to get Amy up here yet to verify that this, this is insane. All right. This is nuts. 075. <sighs> first man, dice man. roll. So we're going to the ozone layer for the first, for the first like pick, it. which is just fun. The first die roll is a one. Okay. Okay. So there's there are, <laughs> we have there are two chances if it's a one or a six we're gonna roll again. One and it's and... a three. It's a three. So that's red. red Dan is, Corden. Dan Corden gets the sixth. And we got a reward in our first season for the for the top lotto spot. Look at that. So that was the that is the that will be the first pick in the third round, right? 
Yes. Damn. Wow. And does he have his own pick? Uh, let me take a look. I, I think he does. Shit. <laughs> That's big. He has oh, the pick. So he could – we just went over his roster. He could, like, literally – Wow, that's really good because he could have Zion. Um, like he could grab back Paul George if he wants, or like someone else. Like you know, don't no, take Ben cut, Simmons there. Paul George loose. Yeah, we have to do some deep. No, no, diving, he cut. He, like... he cut. He cut some loose, but he could draft him with that third round pick if he wants. He could, but like, there's not uh, anyone better. Yeah. No, there's, there might, there might be better. better. All right, yeah, well, it's like Andrew's team. You know, there's there's some good players. Out there's there. some good players. All right, Dan, congratulations. Wow, really, really pretty good. God, the ne- next ball up. Off is g52 g52 who's the light blue 10th place which is garrett i believe right yeah garrett hoffman with a 30 percent odds comes through with the second pick all right so right now we're having the intended effect of this draft lottery is working all right the next ball up is n43 which i think is also garrett so we're going to keep going yep Two balls came out. I'm going to do the one that came out first. I-30. I-30. That is our ninth place finisher, Corey Hirsch. Are you writing this down, Third. by the way? I, I am making recordings, yes. Okay. Yeah. This is a lottery system on the fly, folks. And then N-31 was the next one that came up, which is also Corey. So um, no impact there. Which way the ball shook out. Very right. good. Okay. The next one is N45, which is basically anything from 22 to like... Yeah, nothing. To 61 is dead. Uh, okay. This happened last time. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little anticlimactic at points. Uh, B3. B3, red. Dan which Gordon. is Dan. Wow. So that's... Well, that already happened. Okay, we got 54, G54. Another dead spot. Just to clarify, I think we stop. When do we stop? We get through four of them. How many do we go through, Paul? No, we do all of them. Well, we, we do, we do five. We, we do five. And then once there's five, we know who the sixth is. One, two, okay. three, four. Sorry, there's seven spots. We do six until, until everyone has an order. Right? I think we put Oh, a, I, see, I, I see what you're saying. Hold on. I, have, I had that email up. I, I responded to that email today. That's a good point. Um, I think we only do three. Yeah, give me a second. You, you may be right, so we may be done. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we said that 12th place manager will get the fourth pick at worst. Hold on, let's let's go to this. We should have clarified this before we started, but. Uh, well, now you guys can see how hard it is to organize this league. I show a little appreciation. For okay, us. Garrett said so. For, so based on the results of the last survey, we'll draw the first three spots in the draft order. Okay. So in that case, who are the first three that we pulled? It was Dan, so we, uh, Garrett, and Corey? That is correct. Okay, so then we're done drawing. So then we go in reverse order yeah. after that. Then it just slots in. So, yeah. so then, okay, so let's, let's fill in the gaps here. Who came in 12th so, place? So Duran will be the fourth selection in the draft. Yep. Then John Stein will be the fifth selection. Uh, then Trevere will be the sixth selection. Oh, man. 
Levy will come in with the seventh selection in the draft. And the rest is based on playoff finish. Right. Which would be... So then it would be... Actually, Andrew took six in the playoff. Andrew. Followed by Eric. Followed by Paul. Followed by Justin and Ira at the turn. There you have it. Dan Corden. Man, what a turnaround. First pick in the draft. Oof. And I feel like when we were talking, what, we had like a, what, we had a Vucevic versus what, Kyrie conversation going? I mean, that seems like uh, an interesting, you know, first pick in the draft territory. Yeah. Mm. Vucevic had slotted an interesting uh, dance team. True. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Dan's never had a guard like Kyrie, I feel like, ever. Because Dan always takes big men first. If he combines like Zion and um, and Bam with like Kyrie, that could be very interesting. Yeah, Dan's never had a flashy player like that. That, yeah, that would be. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for for his uh, prospects next season. Come on, Dan, we're we're pulling for you here. All right, so um, we have that. Let's check out our rundown. See where we're at here. Um, I think what's you know I did the superlatives. I don't love them. I'm going to be honest with you. We're we're at like yeah. 50 minutes here. Yeah. Do you want to do them? I'll, I can do them. Well, I don't you, to, if it's I don't not have, I material, I don't want to. I don't want to insult the listeners. Here, yeah, I don't have know? for everybody, and I just don't think they're that good. They're not worthy of this podcast, is my opinion. It didn't come Sorry, out as good as I want it to be. Um, one day we'll do an award show, like timely at the end of the season. It'll be more fun. But yeah. the brain, the brain is going. It'll it'll develop by next season. Um, Jeez, Paul. We, we got to come to a manager's meeting. Well, let, let's let's finish up strong here. Let's talk about. We got to get a manager's meeting date. Um, you know, I think until we work out these comedy chords, we're not going to have much to talk about at the manager's meeting. That's really the basis for this year's meeting. Um, of course, also with limiting your ad drops and shit, because we're we're going to do that since you won again. Um, but let's talk about the bachelor party. Uh, well, do you want to do bachelor party or F ninety briefing first? Well, let me first say just October 19th is the start of the next regular season right now. So, Ooh, early. As we, Usually it's Halloween. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it is a little early this year, which is kind of surprising considering this season ran long, if anything. And the Olympics um, is happening. Yeah, and like guys are literally going to be flying from the finals to the Olympics. Um, but, I mean, so we should be planning. We're going to have a manager's meeting, right? I guess that's going to be happening in uh, September, most likely. Yeah. I, I think September would be nice. Well, I think fortunately we've learned that Zoom is uh, – unfortunately, it's probably the way of the future for this. Like I, I know Garrett is probably traveling a lot that month, um, so it may be hard to get a date for everyone. But Zoom works well now, so it's not the end of the world. And it was really, I thought it was pretty fun last time. Maybe we'll do Zoom and then people who are around can meet up afterwards for like uh, you know eating and drinking or something like that. Yeah, well, so, certainly the Conley Accords will be a Zoom function that might turn into like yeah, like an in-person like let's finalize this shit. Yeah, uh, maybe the committee will designate like three people, you know, to or four people to put it together. Um, but yeah, all right, it's October nineteenth. Keep it in mind, boys, because uh, yeah, I guess we'll be drafted in October and yeah, meeting in September. Oh man, what, what, what's the real issue? I mean. That probably means that the the league is probably opening up around Garrett's wedding date. So you're probably be hounding him on his wedding day, possibly to open the league so we get a good number. 
Right, yeah. So on the dance floor, I will be. <laughs> right, I might give me, the give me your phone. <laughs> give me your phone. There's love and there's basketball. You know. Ah, good movie. Good movie. Um, you wanted to do brief F nine. Yeah, I just thought, I mean, we've been having a little mini dialogue about the matter, but I think some people might be interested to hear, you know, kind of our thoughts on the franchise. I mean, I will say I'm a little surprised that uh, the critical reception has not been more supportive. I mean, like, I realized, like, like I would say Fast 9, I missed, all right, I, I don't remember, like, 2, 3, 4, but, like, 9 has, like, some serious content to it, which, like, 5 through 8 was lacking. So, like, if we're talking, like, real movie... You know, nine deserves to be in the discussion with Fast One, and you know, I'm sensing some real, uh, you know, when it comes to Fast, you know, it's all about the family, and I'm sensing some family issues that could be coming through this other side of this uh, this conversation right now, Paul. If you want to fill us in, hope Joey's okay. Uh, you mean to turn the sound machine? Oh, you can do the Sonos. Uh... Yeah, the sound machine. Yeah. What? You see what this podcast has to sacrifice. Yes. So you use the sound machine through that. You put <laughs> white noise through that. Okay, let me finish this and I'll talk to you about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You could make it a pod topic if you'd like. We can, no, it's okay. We can really, we the, can sound machine's, the sound machine's not on in her room, but she's sleeping, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, you should look at like a nice fast sound machine. That could be that'd be soothing to me anyway. Just the, the and the engine's revving. Yeah, it's a nos, you know. That could be. I don't know. Sounds nice in my mind. Uh, oh, the fast lifestyle's not for everybody. Hey, hang on yeah. one second. What's up? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I think. I think um, nine was good, but the, the issue is that there's like critically, like these movies have never done well critically, even the first one. So like basically, basically like some critics, like if you read the reviews, cause I've, I've read some like through the years, like the ones that like, like the movie and just like enjoy the franchise will like give it good reviews, but like no one, no one's really rating these things on the plot. The plot always has holes. Um, I did personally think that the plot was better in this one than like, I mean, the last movie was terrible. Fast eight was awful. Um, yeah, yeah. Fast Day was a so that was a rough experience. So and like I think from there, like it, everyone could have their own personal preference of like how you rank the movies accordingly. Uh, I definitely wouldn't put it up with the first one, but I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was like um, you know if you appreciate the franchise, like there's no reason not to like this one. I thought the action scenes were pretty good. Um, no. Um, we got some, yeah, there's definitely some static. internal struggle. P- like people that are watching these movies, The Rock are not going to like, you know, the movies going. Fun. Oh, mm, you're back. Uh, the screen just froze, the internet. We still have the audio going, Paul. So you disconnected the Wi-Fi. In that regard, we're running. <laughs> well, as, as you right here, Paul's having some Wi-Fi issues right now in the background. But <laughs> the Wi-Fi went out. That's that's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one's a nice you know this is really this is the Don Toretto experience right here yeah. you know and the movies to make it seem so simple but you know family comes with some uh, you know 
some strings attached to it, you know. And you know, thank God we have a beautiful bachelor party around the around the corner now, you know, where we can get back to the basics, you know. We'll get our crew together. Garrett's been watching the franchise, you know, the last uh, week or two. He's done a a real tour de force, running through the nine movies, really experiencing how a family comes from nothing into you know a ridiculous action premises that you know has no stakes, no real. Uh, no real story, but it's still an amazing Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, uh, I, I think you probably lost me as I was going to my rant about it. it the, the Wi-Fi did get disconnected. Um, I know you lost me on video, but I'm still here. Um, yeah, so like people who want these movies for The Rock, like I don't know that how much that's going to happen going forward besides like any other Sean, Hobbs and Shaw spinoffs, which seem to be universally panned as not good. Well, that was a weird sound. Um, so yeah, I mean... It is what it is. I think I think it was good. Not losing any sleep over it. Let's uh, let's wrap with bachelor party talk. You, this is I think really the first bachelor party that you've kind of been the key of planning. How did that feel? Uh, are you ready for it? Uh, what are you expecting most of this weekend? Uh, so you know, I think from the weekend, I'm expecting a real return of testosterone. Uh, you know, the male lifestyle. It's been. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, yeah. I mean, you can get on a Zoom and you know, throw some throw some ships around over the uh, you know, Focus Stars app. But uh, you know, I just think you know, people might have forgotten what a proper saftaba, a proper manhang, you know, a proper uh, poker day is all about. Um, yeah, and this, you know, I think I'm kind of. I felt a little a little nervous ass coming this afternoon. I think the feelings are starting to you know bubble up in me. Uh, I don't know. From my personal perspective, you know, I'm trying to keep the blackout to like the Wi-Fi is disconnected. That's why the speaker is not working. It's it's resetting now. Yeah. Why are you bringing this back down now? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, Paul. Best Paul works out his uh, connectivity issues on one end. Yeah, I think uh, I'm mean, expecting a good weekend. I think for me, it's about it's about pacing myself. I want to be a. I want to be a long-term participant in the action. Um, you accidentally pl- unplugged the cable box, which is the Wi-Fi. Well, I, it is because if you look at the front of it, it's resetting, and finally reset, so the Wi-Fi is now working. I just, well, I'm not even sure if it's still working, but it, it definitely reset. <laughs> and the Sonos is only through Wi-Fi. All right, you back to the game, Paul? <laughs> I I think so. Uh oh, I got a video call from you as well. All right, the internet is back. All right, yeah. Sorry for my rambling, everybody. Um, all, all three of you listening. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm nervous to see how we we're all able to hang in these times. Um, you know, it's uh, the body has aged a bit over the past year. Um, do you think your peer pressure game is going to be on on high, Ira? Uh, you know, I'm trying to come in soft. I don't I don't want to you know I don't want to wear you all out on the first Friday. I know you guys are, uh, you know, you're a prickly bunch, as we can hear on this podcast. You know, Paul, Paul might not be able to hang all of you. You know, the strong, the strong aggression that I bring, you know, I think somebody's uh, not pulling their weight when it comes to a bachelor party festivities. Uh, I mean, my, my whole thing is if I drink too much, I'm going to fall asleep. Like, I'd rather just, like, be a good time while, like, awake, you know? I think that's a better, like, is your goal for me to be asleep at, at 9 o'clock or to be, like, raging fun at, at midnight? You know, I could be fun with, you know, not doing 15 shots. 
But if I do 15 shots, I'm going to be out by 9 o'clock. That's all it is. You got to decide. The, ju- the, ju- the jury's still out on how fun you'll be, Paul. You know, you're not you're not putting your your proper effort into the experience. I'm but it's about, it's a, it's about pace. You, your whole philosophy is that we all cannot achieve our max fun unless we are like keeling over of alcohol poisoning. But like for the rest of us, we like we could have a good time while keeping pace. I just think you guys don't know your potential. I think there's just there's just a lot more to tap into than you realize. You know, yeah. That, that's that that's my the foundation of my you know how important it is for me to bring the A game here, you know, to bring you all to the higher level. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, playing poker across the screen. Are we playing poker? I mean, I don't know if we're discussing activities or not. But are we, uh, are nah. we... nah, that was more just me. Uh, that was more just me ex- discussing what the man, the man activities over the years. You know, we're, I am a little, I am a little worried about how you guys are going to look after uh, maybe playing a little basketball out there, you know, that, that could. Uh... I'm very concerned about that actually. <laughs> um, because, at my bachelor party, which is now four years ago, it, it was not looking that good for like many people. Since then, like I, I have now not played in over a year. Uh, I imagine Garrett has not played in over a year, and like everyone else I know has not played in probably two two years at least. So, yeah, I, I don't well, know what that's going to look like. Are, are, we, think- are we even going to get like participation enough for like threes? Ah, uh, yeah, we'll have the bodies. I think. I don't think that'll be an issue. I right, we got a, we did get solid feedback from the survey, you know, for basketball. Um, you know, I kind of thought kickball could be a good option because you know it's a good, it's a good inclusive game. You know, you can have a beer while you're playing first base. It's you know, you don't need to be the most, uh, you don't need to have a good back, you know, to kick uh, kickball and run the bases at your own pace. So, and um, and and it's less competitive juice flowing. That like that's usually our group's issue that we're all we all get way too competitive. And uh, that one would keep it probably more chill. But um, are we doing kickball also, or just we're just doing basketball? It'll be an option. I think I think the go-to will be basketball. You know, coming out I, of the gates. I think if it rains, especially because I know there's some forecasted showers, kickball is still somewhat doable as opposed to basketball. Yeah, let me tell you, I have some. No, yeah, it's fucking uh, upper upper New York. I don't fucking understand when it became Florida, but the fucking forecast is really. Well, Hoboken's you know, been the same way the last, like, you know, two, three weeks. It's just been flash thunderstorms twice a day for the last, like, two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so hopefully things come around and then, you know, things click into place. But, uh, yeah, no. I don't know. I'm expecting good things. I think, you know, just everyone, the juices being in the room, you know, letting things flow a little bit. Um, yeah, we could do great things, you know. It's been a long time. I mean, when's the last, uh, I know Elon's wedding, but even Elon's wedding, you know, there were a lot of uh, a lot of females in the room who had to hold back. So, in this environment, there should be no excuses. I know I, I know Dan Weiser might have answered sober, like to say sober in the survey, but it has been verified by other parties that he's just bullshitting, and that's not the case. So, everyone should be good to go. Oh yeah, I mean, he'll be drinking some scotch, I'm sure. So, not an issue. Did you buy the alcohol yet, or are you buying when you get out there? Yeah, I think I think we're looking for the upstate pricing, you know. So okay, yeah. I would just say, you know, make sure you're 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 doing the correct quantities of things that people drink, right? We're like ninety percent like a Scotch bourbon crowd at this point. Some tequila splattered in. Garrett loves tequila, also. I know. So you know, don't be wasting money on rum. No one's going to touch the rum. Well, okay, no, 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 there won't be any rum. I don't think anybody is interested in the rum here. So okay, good. So yeah, you know, yeah, maybe be, a, um... maybe a small thing of vodka, but I don't really know if he even drinks that anymore. So. Yeah, no. Well, focusing yeah, more so the whiskey, bourbon, and tequila side of the spectrum. 
Cool. Uh, maybe not proper quantities of beer in place. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, yeah, there's a lot of women in the in the group, so you know, the, whatever the seltzers and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> I'm over that. I, I liked that a lot when it first came out, and like now I have like three sips. And I'm like, this tastes so fake, and and like, I mean, I say that now, and I'll probably have like four of them, you know, <laughs> over the weekend. But like, I don't know. and also like, I I don't know, I don't know about you. Like, has your body changed reactions at all to like different alcohols? Like, I, I find now when I have a beer, I can have like one beer, and I feel like pretty tipsy. Though I'll have like, I could have like a scotch and like feel okay. But like the beer does something to my body where like I, I feel different. And it's, it's a, not a bad, not a bad feeling per se. Just uh, it, it's hmm. a, it's a, it's a different feeling and stronger than it used to be. Mm-hmm. No, I, I never really thought about it, but I will say I, I do feel I get a little more tipsy from a beer nowadays. And I mean, yeah, like I just had a, you know, I just had a little bit of bourbon as we were talking on the first half of this pod and, you know, didn't really give me anything. So I think my goal for you this weekend is I'm going to try to get you to just drink and hear me out here, beer and te- beer and tequila and to minimize your shot game. Tequila. Yeah. Here's, here's why tequila genuinely gives you a happier buzz. And that's not bullshit. That's like, like it, it's lots of people will say that, that you, it's a happier drunk. Um, you don't need the, you don't need the sad whiskey drunk. You need, <laughs> I'm going to teach you about drinking some tequila on the rocks, right? So you can keep your pacing up um, without having to like do straight shots. Rock, rocks and then could you add, be a problem. And, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, well, so so you, add, you add a little bit of simple syrup or something like that, something, something to make it a little more sweet. But if you do tequila on the rock, don't you drink whiskey on the rocks? No, I mean, when we're potting, you know, and I want to have my drink to get a little energy up, you know, because I know usually, you know, you're, usually you're slacking and not bringing your weight to the podcast. But you, know, you prefer I, you prefer to do mixed drinks over the weekend is what you're saying. Yes, I'm. Okay. Oh, well, I'm a mixed drink guy, but I but I've already been thinking about a strategy for the weekend. I'll have you. Oh, know. What, I'd like to, I'd like to hear. The, the issue is well, I let's let's let's, let, let's let's collaborate here. Let's collaborate. No, no, this is what people want. This is what people want to hear anyway. Let's be honest. I just no, it's a it's a simple strategy, but from my perspective, the the, the mixed drinks are the downfall. I think the mixed drinks are what are what way is what way weighs one down or just way too easy to drink so and i love a good shot you know i love how i love the unifying power i love the motivating factor just like you know it brings a it brings energy and an aggressiveness to the room that is needed so i want my shots and i want to drink so i'm gonna have my beer so you you bring beer and shots that's how you get through the weekend and i agree and i i've seen you come in with this intent many times but what happens is it's kind of like when you, um, like when I'm on a boat came out when we were in college, right? Good song. If you hear that song once, once at the bar, everyone goes like ape shit. But when you start playing that song six times at the bar, it's too many times. And, and I'm on a boat by T-Pain and Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island guys. That's your shots. You, you, you had that first hit, that first <laughs> jolt of the group unifying shot. And like 10 minutes later, you're like, I need that feeling again. I, I love it. I need it. Everybody needs it. And then two things happen that moment. Sounds pretty good when you say it. Uh, yeah. Number one that happens is you will find some people that will do it with you. And then you will get really, really too drunk from it because you're going too fast with the shots. But then two, you're also going to piss off every person that you are repetitively asking every 15 minutes or so to do shots. So like, why does Ira keep demanding I do shots? So what I'm going to say is I'm a, I like your strategy, but let's alter it. Let's sure you're doing one shot every three hours max. That's what I, I think is 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> Three hours. Okay, let's let's do the math here. Let's say you, Gill, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's, let's do the math here. What time are you starting on a, on a Saturday drinking for this bachelor party? Nah, on a well, on a, the, the reason why well, I have some athletic activities on the Saturday, so that'll kind of keep people preoccupied. Then I think we'll probably go to a you know an alcoholic establishment Saturday afternoon. Okay, it's, it's not a shot establishment. Really. Like if I'm at the house, you know, I can I can do shots easily. Well, so it's like, it's like a brewery type situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something okay. along those lines. So they probably have hard alcohol there. I, I can't imagine you will not do a shot there. But even even if you're just having beer, let's That's say you one, have, though, yeah, uh, you're gonna have a you know a beer an hour there, maybe right, maybe two. Yeah, so probably two. Yeah, that's feeling good. You get back to the house. If you're doing, if then you say, feeling good, let me now start doing shots every 15 minutes. You're going to piss yourself off and everybody else off. That's what I'm telling that's you. Not, that's not the strategy. It's just all right. Well, yeah, let's let's negotiate here. One shot for two hours, I think, is the appropriate. Why? Two why are you? Why are you doing a shot? Because you you drink beer fast. You're gonna have at least a beer and a half an hour, at least. That's still slow to me. You don't need three. No, you're you're 32 years old. You don't need three shot three drinks an hour. Yeah, I don't know. Like the direction. Like you, 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 could, you could start. That's the thing. You could start with the three drinks in the first hour to, to prime yourself, but but you can't keep that pace up every hour. That's why your pacing always fails you. Well, I, I well. I'm, tell- well, I'm telling you this. I have observed your drinking <laughs> over the years. I have charts. You know, this is this is the thesis of charts. my of my data science class. But I'm I, a chart man on the podcast. Jesus, oh, oh, you're. I mean, I guess I'm doing graphs. You're doing charts. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I just think that pacing will make everyone's life better if you pace yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the key is I want to get through the Friday, so I still have some energy come Saturday. That that's the that'll be the challenge. Nine seven eight. Come to the bachelor yeah. party. <laughs> All right, everyone's got the Wi-Fi code down. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, well, we can we can negotiate this further in person, of course. But you know, I think it's I don't know. I just think you know you're talking about two drinks an hour. I mean, come on, that's just that's just not a bachelor party rated drink. But you, no, that that's just the wrong. Like when you're in college, first off, you have a better tolerance. You're doing it every weekend. You will get the same feeling. You just said that a beer makes you like gets you drunk faster now than it used to. I can feel a little something. So, 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 why do you need to push yourself into the red zone in which you cannot enjoy? Well, I think I do enjoy it. I don't know. No, I well, I don't know. I don't know that it's true anymore. I think keep yourself oh, man, keep guy. keep yourself hovering at that line. Yeah, you want to have the slick buzz. That's what you yeah, want. Yeah, but you go beyond the slick buzz every time. Not every time because you don't trust the, the the slower pacing. This is this is why your body's injured, Ira. When you you ran too fast, you didn't oh, pace God. yourself on, on your normal runs. You know, I, I know how to pace. I mean, I had to learn a little bit in high school, but now I've been I've been a very healthy runner since you know my uh, my serious running days. Oh, yeah, you, you, know, back... you running these days? No, I'm not running these days. <laughs> but I've been I've been I followed healthy practices when I was like a marathoner. That was that was never an issue. Healthy then. healthy things that wind up injuring your back severely and your hips and that might just be because my running posture, I'm just theorizing, was never a good one. You know, I'm a stomper. Well, I, I would say maybe you were pushing your paces too hard during your weekly runs. Mm, I don't think that's the case. There's plenty of real. Just athletes. Let me let me let me be your pace guru this weekend, Ira. I don't know why. I think that's a good negotiation. One shot every two hours, <laughs> on top of whatever you drink, whatever your other liquids go down. You know, I'm not going to police that, but. 
again, got to keep the shot magic. Every 15 minutes is not... talking about like 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m. start time. Yeah. And let's let's say by 2 p.m., probably things are winding down. That's only... By 2 a.m.? By 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 a.m., excuse me. Yeah. Maybe cool if we went to 2 p.m., but probably 2 a.m. Yeah, but how many beers are you going to have during that time? Well, that's another matter. I don't know. It could be... Well, how many shots are we gonna have? It's all well, balanced, if, it's, if at some point you're getting like liquid, you know, too much liquid, and you want to slow down the beer, then you could then you could supplement. But I think you need to start with the idea that like you're not gonna do shots every 15 minutes. I think that's just what needs to go get it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I'll I'll start out slow. I do agree with you though. Like once I hit the once I hit the edge, you know, it's like then I'm flying. You know, I'm like a fucking eagle, and then like, you know, it's it's time to just you know swallow the shots whole. You know. While you're out there, oh boy, so. I I don't know. If that's the point I was trying to get across, but we'll we'll leave we'll leave it to the audience to decide if uh you know how, how to handle this. But, Let the bachelor party decide. You know, it'll be a beautiful weekend for everybody. It'll be fun, I have it'll no be, doubt. It'll be good to get everyone in the same room again for the first time in a while. Um, yeah, long overdue. Yep, only a few outsiders, I think, but we kind of know them. So yeah, we should, got. Yeah, it should be good. We got Blake, Jason, TJ, who we all know pretty well, and then Kurt, who will be, yeah, the fourth TCNJ guy. So, yeah, I think it should be a nice dynamics, nice dynamics. Hopefully we're not too weird, but I think they know we're weird already, so we shouldn't scare them off too bad. Cool. All right. With that, uh, everyone, you know, I imagine a lot of you may be listening to this on the way up. And, uh, you know, if not, if you're listening early, get hype. And uh, let's have a good weekend. Let's get it on. Take care.